Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's good, Internet? My name is Igor Bonifacic, and I am the host of the Syrupcast. We are on episode 102. Happy New Year. It is now 2017. I am joined, as always, by my good friends, uh, Rose Bahar. Hey, everybody. Zach Gilbert. Hey, we forgot those uh, stream poppers that we could have done. Like, uh, happy, new happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. And okay. last but certainly not least. What's, what's up, friend? Igor? Not too much, my uh, friend. Did everyone have a good holidays? Boy, did I ever. I was in jolly old England, where they're actually um, (laughs) 20 years behind us. Wow. Yeah. So there's no, like, smartphones as we know them today. (laughs) In fact, actually, it might be more than 20 years, because it was all sort of rotary dial phones. It's crazy. There's no Nokia devices. Nokia? (laughs) No no new Nokia devices. Did it have a 23 megapixel sensor and uh, uh, Android pancake? (laughs) Uh, this is referring to a really dank mobile meme that we happened to see that was saying the father of phones is back referring (laughs) to nokia and the specs list said android 8.0 pancake did it list any of the features of pancake was one of the features syrup (laughs) no it could be our time huh and then uh two 23 megapixel cameras and uh, I think HGB it was like of, eight gigabytes of RAM. Yeah, and then uh, five one gigabytes of storage. It was something. So, so we have weird lots phone. to look forward to. Dang. Oh, I'm yeah. excited for this one. I um, know. <laughs> so if unless you've been living under a rock, you might you must know that it is now CES. That is the Consumer Electronics Show uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. We have a couple of. Um, um, of our freelancers there and we hope next week to have them on so that they can discuss what it's like actually being there um, but in the meantime we're just going to talk a bit about some of the news to come out uh cs and let's start with that giant lg tv i'm joking this is a mobile podcast <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice tv though it I, is I a, nice do a podcast about that tv it mobile, is you can move it around you can pick it up on one wall put it on another it's true you know? and it's thinner it's... than all current smartphones on the market yes. that's what i so tell our commenters is that anything can be mobile yep can you pick <laughs> it up um, if you steal it um yes but blackberry who has not really been a presence in the last several CESs. Um, and I mean, most mobile companies uh, or smartphone, let's say, manufacturers aren't really uh, like CES is, it's moved away from that, right? It is about the 4G vaping phones, the um, the smart IoT, uh, pet devices, the TVs, all the other things but mobile. Um, but they kind of announced a mobile phone. Uh, so maybe... Rose and uh, Patrick, do you want to double team this one? Yeah, sure. Right, Uh, yeah. I haven't been involved too much in the leaks or anything about the Mercury, um, but that's uh, what it was codenamed or what it's it's a codename. They they don't have like a real name for it yet. And uh, we had a hands-on on on our site with uh, by one of our freelancers, um, 
and Teddy Kritsanis. The prince. <laughs> the prince of mobile syrup. Uh, and it shows off the really interesting, one of the really interesting features is that it's um, the this, this space bar that on the, the physical keyboard is doubles as a fingerprint sensor. And I think the rest of the, t- the keyboard also has capacitive, um, yeah. capacitive. Yeah. So that's, it looks pretty cool to me, actually. We, we, don't, we don't know like any of the specs of it really either. Like right. it's, it's got a 4.5 inch display and a 3.2 aspect ratio. Um, and like, I'm, I'm just looking at Ted's story now. It, it, it's the same height as the proof. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. one of the specs that we have listed and it uses USB-C and mm-hmm. it has the, the convenience key that uh, BlackBerry likes to, to boast about because you can program it to do whatever you want um, but like it was kind of a strange reveal to me not actually being there at the event um, just because they showed off the device they like had a behind closed door thing and mm-hmm. I'm sure all the BlackBerry execs were there in their suits talking about it but they didn't reveal specific specs they let people hold it and use it um, but I think Ted mentioned that it felt like a very incomplete device, at least right. the version that he tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, as uh, one of the old-time BlackBerry faithful, what is your impression of this device? Uh, it runs Android. <laughs> uh, no, so like how they uh, kind Android of, hater. <laughs> yeah, iOS or bust, right? A or BlackBerry Ten, if only it had apps. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, like in terms of how they showed the device off in this closed room, it's not really that far off from what they used to do back in the days of mm-hmm. uh, BlackBerry DevCon, which is their developer conference, or <clears throat> excuse me, um, the BlackBerry World, which was formerly BlackBerry Wes Wireless Entertainment or something, a symposium. I'm not sure, but uh, they kind of they did this mm-hmm. these behind closed doors. Hey, this is like really early stuff. Take a look at it. But I think they're like in a different place right now, right? So mm-hmm. when they could have done that in terms of they had the clout to do so, um, people were accepting that it wasn't finished and, and oh, it's BlackBerry. It's going to be a, a decent quality build. It's going to be great. It's going to be done. But now like it's BlackBerry showing a product that's made by TCL and it's not done. Mm-hmm. And it's still being called a code name, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, so they have promised to reveal more information about this device, including availability, pricing, and a release date at uh, Mobile World Congress, which is yeah. in about two months' time. Um, I think the more kind of interesting thing to come out of that presentation, uh, more so than the device, because at this point it's like take it or leave it, right, was they elaborated on their relationship with TCL. And the kind of most interesting thing to come out of that, for, at least from my perspective, and we uh, I noted it in the notes, guys, was um, they said going forward, all of the TCL-made um, BlackBerry devices won't be rebranded Alcatel devices. So instead of the kind of uh, th- thing we had where it was like Idle uh, 4 and DTEK 50, uh, that's not going to be the case Which anymore. is good. Which yeah. is good. Yeah. Right. Um so does that so that means that uh, BlackBerry will be designing the device, uh, or does that mean that so TCL will be designing it, but it won't be the same as my understanding was that TCL is designing it. To design, yes. And whereas BlackBerry, I'm sure BlackBerry will have some kind of input, like yeah, uh, but it, but it, you it's... can't put boom sound speakers <laughs> on this. The enterprise class doesn't use this, right? Um, um, but yes, TCL will do most of the design. So when a 
phone comes with like an egregious camera bump or like not even camera bump what is on the back of the mercury it just has that like crazy big it's a huge bump yeah like, well i don't know if you'd it's describe not a it. bump but it's a camera mountain mountain is what i would describe <laughs> <Yeah>. it as <laughs> yeah it's, it's certainly um interesting looking i mean zach had a lot of comments about what the phone looks like i do you care to share zach i thought it looked yeah. fine me yeah. but I, I know it's like they don't know they don't understand or they just don't have a clear idea where they're going with the device right so you've got the top which is semi kind of looking like it was porsche design so i don't know if somebody at tcl is like oh guys let's like mash up a bunch of blackberries and put them together right because the top is like this Mm. chrome looking thing and it reflects light weird and then it goes down to the bottom where it's more traditional blackberry and then the bezel is iphone with the antenna lines um it does feel like kind of like quote unquote the greatest hits of yeah their devices for as good like you know with an over like uh blackberry that could either be a great thing or a bad thing depending on you know well and then the keyboard it's like clear resin keys where you can see the the the, the buttons and the letters and stuff whatever are at the bottom and it just i don't know to me it just it screams like we're trying to make this cool high-end device but it's cheap Mm-hmm. Like looking at it now too, the sides of the phone are very curved, like the iPhone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I'll, like so much. Like I'm looking at a photo, and it even has like the antenna lines. Like yeah. the iPhone, I, th- I think the six has that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so yeah, HTC kind of pioneered that first, but I think well, Apple, Apple did the, make it famous, I guess. In yeah, a way. yeah, that's um, a lot of people had issues with how big that space bar is too. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's also a bump it's or a, a mountain. mountain. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a mountain. Like how. Spacebar mount. This doesn't make yeah. any sense. I don't so, know. but to return to the actual terms of the deal. So, uh, as I was saying, yeah. So, TCL will manufacture the phones, and I think, from my perspective, I think this is somewhat given everything that's happened to BlackBerry is kind of best case scenario, yep. right? And so, what is your guys' opinion on this? Like having now that we know a bit more on the terms of the deal, um, and they've said at some point, like what could happen in the future is where BlackBerry starts kind of developing software for Alcatel, like security software for Alcatel phones, right? Um, that's kind of an interesting revenue opportunity for BlackBerry where, and also kind of an opportunity for them to, like I remember this when I worked for Apple was, um, you know, something, a part of their uh, kind of ethos was like, hey, let's get them young so that they become Apple users for life, right? So. You know, best case scenario here, you get these uh, young millennials, they're using the Alcatel phones and they're like, oh my God, these security features are lit, man. That's interesting. I mean, uh, like... Younger than millennials even. Yeah, younger than... Yeah. yeah. When I think about it, like, uh, it's sad that they're not making their own phones anymore, but the reality of the situation is that was not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. they tried, it didn't work out. Um, so, like you just said, this is the best case scenario. I mean, I played around with the DTEC 50 and 60... Um, Ted did our hands-ons, and mm-hmm. both of us had very similar criticisms. That, like this one's fine; there's nothing like spectacular stand out about it. Yeah. But the biggest issue is it's just an Idle Four and an Idle Four S. Like, but that's no longer the case, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. not the case anymore. So I guess that's why I agree with you. Where this is like, if they're going to do this partnership, this mm-hmm. is the way to do it right. Like, mm-hmm. don't copy someone else's design, slap the BlackBerry logo on it. Yeah. Use this someone else's design, but at least have it be unique. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. So coming from a wireless background and BlackBerry background, um, I don't know the the workings of TCL as, a, as an organization, but Alcatel doesn't have the best recognition in terms of hardware doesn't. quality. 
No. Sure, but it's it's actually dramatically improved within the last year, right? As the market has kind of matured and these components have become commoditized to the point where they're like, uh, what was Mobile Clinic? Which there was that company in Toronto, in Canada that like uh, it was a repair or it was uh, it was like a subsidiary of Win Mobile. It was uh, I remember you writing about it, Rose, and they said they had quote unquote oh. Canada's first, oh, yeah. the first <laughs> Canadian-made Android phone, right? And yeah. what it had turned out to be, it was just a Chinese-made phone, but this company, it they operated like 100 uh, retail locations across Ontario. Yeah, I believe that was called K-Mobile. K-Mobile, that was it. Yeah, it um, was interesting, and but, most of them were just uh, wind, now freedom locations. Yeah, but it just shows you to, uh, like, Pepsi can go to one of these Chinese OEMs and, like, we want a Pepsi-branded Android smartphone, <laughs> but, right? Like, like, yep. But sorry, finish, yeah. Hardware in itself isn't the issue. It's the marriage of hardware and software. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working in retail and working in wireless years ago, and it's just you see all these issues occur over, and they don't update their software. I hope this is different. Like, I don't know if it was BlackBerry organizing and controlling software rollout for the phone. I don't know if we had. Do we have that information? Yeah. There? So they're going to be controlling. Excuse me, friends. Uh, they're going to be controlling the entire kind of uh, software experience. Okay. And TCL will not have any, at least for the foreseeable future, will not have any impact on like any kind of say on the software. So BlackBerry will ensure that these phones get updated with monthly security updates. That they get the latest version of Android at some point. Um, so again, it's not an ideal situation, but I think. It could be a lot worse. It's right. better, but I think yeah. a better partner would have been Foxconn. You know, Foxconn made the BlackBerry Leap, yeah, um, a BlackBerry 10 device, and everyone knows that Apple, mm-hmm. you know, outsources to Foxconn to manufacture a device, mm-hmm. <clears throat> their devices, sorry, and, and Foxconn is trying to kind of spread themselves more so, so they're not heavily relying on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of seems like BlackBerry might be able to have a deeper and closer relationship with TCL than it would with Foxconn. Yeah. Well, the question is, is... Did BlackBerry ask Foxconn? Mm. And did Foxconn say no? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I, beggars can't be choosers, choosers necessarily. Exactly. And I and I think for, you know, for TCL, this makes a lot of sense too, right? Like they already, Alcatel is not a company, like it's a brand they bought from a French yeah. former, or it's, Alcatel is still a thing, right? Um, although I believe like the actual other part of it that was left was bought up by Nokia. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um but yeah, for them, they get another brand and they're kind of stable to build out their reputation, right? And it's kind of what you were talking to me about, Patrick LaEcho. They bought Vizio for that exact same purpose, right? Like this is how these Chinese OEMs get into the market. Yeah. Not well, you, a, yeah. You have like a company like Hisense who mm-hmm. who wants to have recognition in North America but doesn't and is like, I was on their website yesterday. They're like upfront about it. They're they're like, we're the best TV manufacturer that you've never heard of. That's like the ad on their own website. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I I think that's that's part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another interesting uh, thing about the, the partnership that could be really good for BlackBerry is that maybe TCL can actually throw some marketing money at the new phones as they come out, which is mm-hmm. something that like BlackBerry has been lacking for the last long while, I think. Doesn't the Alcatel brand have like, some recognition in Europe for, for some right, reason I feel from, like it does Paris. Uh, was it Alcatel Laurent or whatever it was it? Uh, Laurent like they yeah, sponsor yeah. soccer teams and stuff like yeah. that like yeah yeah so I mean that was the play for TCL right was yeah. get an established brand uh, but moving along um, we also kind of discovered the future of another smartphone brand that was 
returning to the manufacturer of the most beautiful TV, LG. Uh, <laughs> the most beautiful TV. <laughs> hey, that TV is ridiculous. It's like, so yeah. gorgeous. It is neat. We're, we're, we're talking about the TV that, you know, it has to be wall-mounted. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because how, it's so thin. It's 2.7 it? millimeters. Crazy. You like, could pass some gas and this thing would, like, fall yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gorgeous. It blows in the wind. Yeah. Um, so they... Uh, not really announced, but kind of confirmed to the Wall Street Journal that they're done with modular smartphones one year after like, they introduced. Guys, this this stuff is not worth it. Yeah. Don't go down that road. Um, so, I guess Patrick, you reviewed the G5. Uh, Rose, you've had some opinions about the modular phones. It's true, yeah, because um, I I also did the Moto Z Play review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's your what's your guys' take on this? I mean, when I first the first time that I uh, I guess I saw the G5 was at Mobile World Congress last year, mm-hmm. and they had they had all the Moto mods there. Um, Moto I, mods, yes. No Moto friends. Oh, there LG you go. Friends. Yeah. Exactly the friends there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they should just use the Moto mods on the G5. Just I just came up with a new strategy. Sign a deal with Motorola. There you go. And like they felt cheap then. And yeah. then when we actually had them sent to us, we had issues with the camera. Um, like the camera had to be charged. It didn't run off the phone itself. Mm-hmm. They're really, really hard to put on the G5. Like you had to take the battery out, shut the phone off, which seemed like a stupid idea at the time. Um, the VR headset was was pretty lackluster. There's no software for it. Mm-hmm. Um, all in, it was just like, I, I, I guess they gave it their best shot but like it obviously yeah. didn't work out right and then you look at the moto mods on the other side where i don't know if this modular approach is um is what the smartphone industry needs like i don't know if this is the like innovation that we need to, to push it forward uh but it was certainly interesting and exciting when lg launched this mm-hmm. but i think motorola did a much better job of it like the moto right. mods they may be expensive but the ones that I tried, they're all they're all pretty good. Right. And I think that's what is kind of like really interesting is looking at like is modularity worth it? Right. And so I, the, I kind of agree with LG. Can okay, so can I ask you, Rose? Um, they said they were quoted uh, the Wall Street Journal quoted an LG spokesperson, and they said um, consumers aren't interested in modular right. smartphones. And the question I have for you was it for LG? And also Motorola, because I don't, we don't have sales numbers on the Moto Z, but I, I think it's safe to say it's not like wrong. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In the world. A lot Uh, of people don't even know they exist, the Moto Mods. uh, Right. Like when I've talked to people. They're hard hard to find. Three-part question, I guess. (laughs) Is Is this A, a result of, you know, consumers not caring actual caring about modular smartphones or is it b the kind of failure on the part of lg and uh poor execution or is it like c the problem that is that a really like noticeable oem like had apple done this or had samsung tried this would we have seen a different result right so what is it yeah i mean i think it's interesting to consider because google 
did have Project Ara, which was sort of based off of some initial concept videos made by a man who was not, who was semi-involved with Project Ara, but just sort of came up with this cool idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved it. I've always been a huge fan of like the modular ideal. And at that time, it was that you could uh, slot in these different parts of your, your phone, like camera or, you know, say battery and it was sort like a P- of it was upgrade like a PC, it. Right? Yeah, it was like yeah. a PC. You yeah. could upgrade it or you could repair it and it would make it last longer and it would make it better and cheaper for consumers. And that sounds really good. Um, but we should differentiate that the concept that project ara put forward is completely different than what lg put forward which was like basically like these are accessories they're not that's what it became and project ara was eventually um given up on because it was too i think what they didn't really give any official statements but uh, it appeared that it was just too bulky um because we saw a prototype of it later it was really bulky it was really heavy Mm -hmm. uh and also that it would probably uh cost too much and so what have we seen from LG and Motorola? Well, it does cost a lot. It is pretty bulky. And um, and there's not as much of a sense of utility there. Mm-hmm. It's a, If you think about like, you know, the Henry Ford is always sort of like quoted as saying um, when he, he, you know, invented the automobile and he says, oh, if I had asked people, they would have just said they wanted faster horses. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so that's sort of, uh, the the attitude that the mobile industry some people in the mobile industry like motorola and lg seemed like seemed like they were taking towards modularity like this is the future and people just don't know it mm-hmm. but i think that lg has found out the truth i think probably consumers don't really want that i think it's a little too difficult even project ara would have been something maybe just niche so for Zach, techies you wanted to chime in yeah so i think it I, it's an issue not just with the idea, but it's an issue of, you know, what Igor, you were saying, it's an issue of all of those together. Yeah. So wrong partner, wrong execution, and we don't know if we want it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Apple did it or if Samsung did it um, and bundled all these pieces in there, instead of trying to go about and go, oh, here's a, like, was it Leica? Who had the camera mod on? It was There's, Hasselblad, yeah. Half, Mo- Hasselblad. Moto Z, though. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah no, but on the Moto Z, which we all know they're not doing too well in terms of, like, the module well, stuff. We don't, we don't really know that the sales. They The one thing I would say about Motorola is that, like... They're in a hard place, first of all. Yeah. But, yeah, but they seem remain committed to the modular thing because they right. have yeah. revealed plans to release more mods. Whether they that actually come to life, who knows? But. So I should also note with Motorola, the interesting thing about how they went about modularity is that... So Project Ara came out of ATAP, which was, uh, this is Google's advanced technologies and something lab. Something, something lab. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but ATAP was originally part of Motorola. It was, yeah. it's, Google got it as a part of the acquisition of Motorola. Yeah, Kept that part, that. got rid of Motorola, <laughs> took all its patents as well, right? That, that's why they bought them, right? It was for yeah. the patents. Well, yeah. For the patents, right? But so this is something that Motorola had been working on for a while, right? Um so it seems like, whereas with LG, it feels it was like, well, the G5 is not doing great, guys. Or sorry, the G4 is not doing great. We need to like, I mean, it's amazing that they got it out within a year. But sorry, I interrupted you, Patrick. Oh, about the Moto Mods? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the one thing that I was going to say is just that they were there. As someone who reviews a lot of phones and is often sometimes bored by the fact that they look the same, mm-hmm. the idea of a modular phone was exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I emphasized when I previewed the G5 at, at MWC was just that like, I admire LG for trying something different. I don't know if this is what people want. I think it turned out that it's not what people want, mm-hmm. but it was exciting. And it was something totally different that we hadn't seen before. And we never, we, we don't really see that happen anymore in phones. Yeah. So Rose, I mean, mm-hmm. but what is the alternative for LG? Like they released, I guess their best normal phone in the V20, right? Like it, on paper, that phone should be like a home run, right? But is, and yet is not, right? Like, so what is the path forward for this company? Well, I, I mean, I think we've seen with leaks, it's kind of, it seems like it may go sort of a Samsung route. Uh, mm. It looks like with early leaks, it's going to have like a, you know, a glass back and wireless charging mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of curved edges. So, um, it might, I, I hope it doesn't, but it might have taken uh, its inventive sort of modularity idea and been like, well, that was, let's just toe the line and let's just, you know, yeah. make phones along the lines of what other people are doing. I think this is why you don't see more experimentation in tech because it's really risky. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like yeah. how many like executives basically lost their jobs? A lot. That, right? Yeah. A, l- a large amount and it was and they announced it because they said yes this is because we lost a lot over the lg g5 yeah poor sales led to these these uh firings but were the poor sales due to modularity or were they just due to yeah. well, brand recognition and, and everything else well, the right? g5 was a garbage phone yeah that's like a nice way of putting it um i have a lot of friends that were like big lg fans they, they really like the g4 the g3 like all the way back to the g4 BNX. is still an excellent and it's zero dollars yeah. at a lot of carriers too, right? And there's nothing yeah. wrong with it um, if you don't need the latest and greatest. But the G5, um, I, like, it just, I, I remember writing the review, looking back at it, and it, it looked like it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. There's something that I couldn't quite put my finger on when I looked at that phone aesthetically that made it look like it was an incomplete device, like it was a prototype mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know if it was the way the double camera was set up or the weird curve on on the top of it, there's just something off and not quite right about what it looked like. And I think that played a lot into it because for so many people, um, like especially like you guys worked at, at carrier stores. So like what a phone looks like means a lot to, yeah. to people. Right. And if you see a phone that's kind of ugly, they may not want to be buying it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all you can really check out on your first few moments with a phone yeah. apart from the, the camera. But I think, I, I think the biggest thing is what the carrier what the rep has in their pocket mm-hmm. right you know good point and and lg didn't have that right they didn't have that in the store they didn't have people using their devices yeah so i guess the last question before we go to shout outs is i mean is this it for modularity like modular smartphones i think motorola is going to stick with it for a while yeah. um it would be really i'd be really interested to see like how much the z is sold how much the z play is sold yeah. um and how much the mods are selling um but like interestingly, like this is obviously not an indication of anything. But I was on Facebook and mm-hmm. a f- someone, uh, a friend of a friend, posted like, "What phone should I buy?" And three people suggested they buy the Moto Z. Oh wow! Because mm-hmm. they saw a commercial for it and thought it looked really cool. It does look yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and it is cool. And I don't know that that's obviously not like a scientific thing or anything. But mm-hmm. these are people that um, don't follow the phone industry like us. That they're not super into specs or anything. But they saw a trailer with the Moto Z, how thin it was, and they saw the mods and they were like, hey, this is something that's kind of neat, right? On the on the other side, I've seen a, a leak for an upcoming Motorola phone, which may be the Moto X. Um, 
and it did not yeah, support uh, mods. But some people are saying that like that's by design because the X line was never supposed to smart support the mods. I don't I don't agree with that. I yeah. agree with you. I think that I like know. if you're gonna do mods, you're gonna do it on all your devices. Would so, be cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so I know we were gonna do CS shoutouts, guys, but let's save that for last week when we have more time. Uh, just regular shoutouts this time. Uh, okay. Uh, let me, I'm sorry let to me, put you on the spot. Let me take this one here. Uh, Zach, I, will... I know you had a really good one. But then I forgot because I planned for this. Yeah, I planned for the CES. Yeah. Shit. I, uh, well, you we know. can still do the CES ones. Like a quick... All right, all right, We'll all just right. make them short. Okay. okay. Now I'm thinking of a different one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Just stick with CES. the CES. Yeah. Uh, so my shout out was to Interaxon and this Italian uh, eyewear maker called Slofi. And they debuted some brain sensing glasses uh, mm. for athletes at CES. And what I think is really interesting about that is it's like something that will um, include your, uh, improve your cognitive health uh, as an athlete. So it helps them focus before competition or just get into a better mind state. And uh, it's based on the technology that interacts on, which is a Toronto company mm-hmm. um, used for the Muse headband, which is guide like sort of tracks meditation and helps you improve meditating um although i know for me and certainly for pat that's like it just yeah. doesn't work all you all tried did, it out yeah, right all it did was shame me into <laughs> to being stressed out all the time like I, I would put it on and try to follow its instructions and i would get like the results at the end of it it would be like you did not meditate at all you, <laughs> you meditated for 10 percent of this five minutes and i'd be like yeah you're right you dumb idiot you're so <laughs> bad at meditating um i'll just say uh, the italian company that's helping uh interacts on i know from my friend uh amanda rebecca costco shout out to her um uh-huh. that they make the frames for dior oh, so it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. really oh, nice it's, it's big yeah there's gonna be really oh. nice so, you, so you're telling me it's gonna be very expensive that too yeah <laughs> it looked cool though yeah, yeah. so i will do mine you're, yes you, everyone's looking <laughs> at you like, uh, i'm like okay. you better bring the fire um so let me just start this off with if you don't follow me on you know any social media then whatever i don't like you follow him now uh, (laughs) at zach gilbert i don't like you (laughs) but if you do congratulations you get a cookie but um if you don't know like i have where's my cookie i got a new puppy and uh just fancy like um but uh at ces they have this thing it's meant for cats but i'm sure i can just shove some dog food in there but um it's this like Wi-Fi connected health thingy that is for your cat or dog, um, but it, it circulates water, filters water, it feeds your dog when he when he or she wants. But like you can set the parameters in terms of how often or how much. And apparently, it will hold a year, not a year, sorry, a month's worth of food and water. Wow! In this thing. So you can just like go on some vacation if you got a cat and you got a cool. you know robot litter box like I do, and you just. <laughs> Let your cat go to the bathroom and feed itself, and and everything's good. Uh, price tag was like three hundred pounds, though. Whoa. Whoa. Small so, price to pay for feeding your cat automatically. What's that? That's like five something, five hundred something dollars Canadian. I you know with brush yeah, it might be probably, actually less. Uh, I do need to know one thing though. Okay. Is your pupper going to be a boofer, a bork, a <laughs> doggo, or, or a, a good boy? A doggo. <laughs> Uh, let's go with Doggo because it sounds yeah. so weird. Okay. If you don't know, that Facebook that group is like they're super militant about using the terms properly. Yeah. Yes, I am a part of a militant dog spotting <laughs> group on Facebook. I got kicked off. No, I did. I, I left on my own accord. 
Uh, Pat? Uh, so my shout out goes to HTC. Uh, I know that they weren't showing off the, the Vive 2, but I, I think the accessories that they revealed um, at CES, I guess really late last night, um, were, were really interesting. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm, I'm really into VR. Um, so one of the things that they revealed was a new strap for the Vive. And the strap is the biggest issue with the Vive. Like, I think the Vive is, I wouldn't say leaps and bounds, but it's significantly above the Rift in terms of what you can do within an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the strap is like the, the big the big issue with it. So they've solved that with a, with a new accessory for the strap. They may be selling it eventually with the strap built into it. Um, and they also revealed this tracking uh, thing that they didn't really show totally how it works, but it, you're able to attach it to different devices mm-hmm. and different objects and use those in-game, which I thought was really cool. That opens up a lot of different opportunities for developers and things like that. Um, and then the last thing they, they talked about, they're doing a partnership with Intel uh, to get rid of um, all the many wires that you need to connect the, the headset. Mm-hmm. And they, they said that the TP-Link one that, that was revealed a while ago, not TP-Link, <laughs> it's made by a company... TP Cast is what it's called. That's what it's called. The TP Cast. Um, they also made one earlier, like another wireless thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to be widely released. But the Intel partnership, it sounds like it's going to be for the next generation of the Vive. Um, and any, anyone who's tried VR knows that one of the big problems is the wires. Like it makes it really hard to, uh, among to set other it up things. and use. <laughs> yeah. um, physically, that's one of the biggest things. There's like price and like a ton of other problems yeah. but that's one of the physical problems with the current headsets so i'm excited to see what what wireless vr looks like intel's just getting their hands in everyone's pockets like it's true intel has can't eight sell processors anymore yeah. uh yeah my shadow goes to nikon or nikon uh as they call it in the in the home country i guess um they announced availability for the nikon uh d5600 and it comes with a te- really cool technology called SnapBridge. And what SnapBridge is, it actually uses a mobile technology called Bluetooth LE or uh, low power, um, which is something you're seeing in a lot of IoT devices. Uh, and what SnapBridge does is it maintains a constant Bluetooth connection with your smartphone. And you can even take out the battery from the camera and it'll still have the connection. So there's no like connecting. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it lets you transfer photos from your camera to your smartphone. And that's one of the biggest things I think camera manufacturers have is like, they're like, how do we deal with smartphones, guys? Um, and it's not so much about dealing with it, but making them complementary to smartphones, right? Um, and this is, I think, a really cool technology. And the the DSR model that they released or they showed off is their entry-level one. So it's bringing that technology, which was previously on their most expensive models, to consumers, right? And I've, I've always wondered why it's taken so long for Bluetooth to become part of DSLRs. I wrong person to ask, but no, no, I'm not, I'm not asking. Good, yeah, just like an observation yeah. that it, it seems really weird, right? And like all the previous solutions, like man, using Wi-Fi to transfer photos. Nah, it's horrible, terrible solution, Mister Phil Schiller. Uh, <laughs> do you have to use the app, or can you say, you know, get away from the dongle life and connect Bluetooth Low Energy to your Mac? Um, so your Mac doesn't. Ha- you need to use like technically. It's f- from for your it's for your camera to your smartphone right because i don't believe the uh mac has bluetooth le right yeah oh it does yeah yeah that's how it uh, does the connection I bl- i'm correct me if i'm wrong anybody i i think it mm-hmm. does because it has that's how it talks to the apple watch to unlock it oh, oh cool. right yeah 
I yeah, think so I it might be, right. So it might be something yeah. that Nikon can like develop. Like it's still really early stages. Like it works great with iOS devices, but not so great with Android devices. So f- Phil Schiller would be like, "We're pushing the industry forward." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make these changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By removing things that everybody still likes to use. Yeah. So Nikon, good job, uh, and good job to you, listener, for sitting through this mess and listening. <laughs> You've made it. You've made it. We'll see you next week. Um, until then. Have yourself a great January. Peace out. Peace out. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Yeah. Smash that like button. Yeah. Smash all the follow buttons. You can find Mobile Syrup at, uh, at Mobile Syrup on pretty much any social network that mm-hmm. you're available. Follow us. Are we on Wikipedia? We should make Are a we Wikipedia page. Yeah. Let's yeah. make one. Yeah. I'm going to make one right after Follow us on Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 